0: Hi listeners, it's currently ten fourteen 14 uh, Monday, and I am so sick of the preparing for the IOs that I decided to record a podcast episode. Yes, uh, so this podcast episode would be pretty different to my usual style because I would go and try to do this unedited at all, so I will just record this and then put it online to you guys. So I'm gonna say a lot of fucking ums and a lot of I'm gonna probably swear a lot and stutter a lot potentially. But yeah, so this podcast episode is about my top 10 favorite books with runner ups, of course. And I will get right into it. Yes, uh, I might have a different book list than other people because I am a really casual reader I don't really read that much um, really deep shit so I think my stuff would be more teen oriented although I have read some more difficult stuff but I don't necessarily lo- like it so with that out of way um, with that out of w- out fuck there we go. With that out of the way, I would get right into it. So, our I'm going to start with my runner-ups. So, my runner-up number 1 is Let It Snow by a collection of authors. I remember three, one of which who was John Green, which is one of my all-time favorite authors. Um he's just great. So this is basically a book that I would read every Christmas, ever, no, when I was, like, starting from, like, when I was 11, 12, it's a romance novel, but, um, done in a way that me as a guy wouldn't, like, really hate that as much, as a matter of fact, I loved it, because it's just so unique and different in a sense that there's, like, three parallel storylines and then all storylines just combine into one big whole picture one big romantic romance novel and that's really cool and it's really teen oriented although um as it happens so every teen book is always like very fake as we know as high school students it's really it's not really that genuine because John Green obviously is like thirty something or forty something, I believe, and I don't think he actually realizes our state of minds. But it's actually pretty cool that he could write such a prominent, such a imaginative and collab uh, imaginative um, novel and collaborate with others. So that's my runner up. Let it snow by John Green maureen harrison something and another author that i forgot it's like a really big book so runner-up number two is the origin by um fuck i shouldn't remember this fuck i don't have the book by me so ah uh, fuck by this famous author that i of uh the da vinci code of course and, uh oh, fuck, I can't remember him. Um, let me search him up real quick. Stay with me. By Dan Brown, actually. Uh, And it's called Origin, by the way. But, like, okay, my memory is sucking right now. Because it's 10-19. So, um, I like this book because uh, I just, when I read it first, I just came back from a vacation from um, Barcelona, and it took place in Barcelona, and did you see the cover design of this book? So beautiful. The shade of blue is just perfect and on point, and it actually like has some significance in the novel, which I think is pretty cool. Um, also, Dan Brown's writing is always just pretty good not pretty good that's an understatement but like just majestic i think um he just explained something in a way that you could it's literally just a page turner um and it's also this book is more sci-fi than all the all of the other his other books so i think it might be one reason behind this and it's kind of black mirror like um, for those Black Mirror fa- fans, such as myself. Okay. So, the third book, uh, so going to the top 10 books, Undercover. So, by, uh, Daniele, Dan- Daniele Steele. Um, it's, uh, I got, um, insulted by Dr. Matthews for this book, but I think it's really good. It's, a. Uh, it's a crime novel, crime slash action novel written by a female author, so I think that gives a romantic perspective to this whole book. It um the the language still used is so bad, like I could even replicate it, replicate it, and then I'm not even kidding. It's so shit, but the storyline is just so good and so fast-paced fast paced, that I think you just go through a person's life in about 300 pages, which is all about like, all about the point of reading, basically, just going through a whole story within like, a small period of time. And I think her whole, Danielle Steele's whole narrative is so consistent, and really talking about Not really genuine stuff that would happen in a CIA, DEA agent um, undercover world, but more like the romantic chance encounter of two young, beautiful people. And I think it's really cool that she wrote something this awesome. So the ninth place goes to the girl on the train. Um, by Holla Hawkins, uh, I need to sleep, Paula Hawkins, Holla Hawkins, fuck, um, so this book is one of those books with the, um, 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 unreliable narrator about, like, I think I read this book a long time ago, and when I read, after I read it, it's like, what, While I was was reading it, I had to turn the pages so carefully because I loved it so much. And then the book was so new. It was a perfectly mint conditioned book, which I really get. And I think this book is just beautiful in the sense that it's a dark way and it's really detached and really dark. But I, I think I kind of regret the ninth position which is the girl on the train and undercover i think i still have some other books such as some more works from john green or stuff like that or some recent works that i read that is better than both of the these books on to number eight which is definitely definitely um um earns its place the martian by andy Weir. Um, this book is so good. I'm saying so good so many times this today, but um, this book is super scientific, and for people who have um saw the movie, it is just great in the sense that he's so he's so intel. Uh, the main character is so intelligent, and the storyline is so twisting. And Twisted, and it's as if he's, like, actually talking to you via a diary entry or something. Um, Andy Wire was, like, a a scientist, and then I think that affected his writing a lot, but I think even though he's of that, like, a person of that level of technical skill, he still makes it easiest Easy for us to understand all of the chemistry or physics or even bio biology stuff that happens in his book. Um, even me with the IGCSE A science would um, understand all of the chemistry or all of the science um, in his book. So number seven goes to Jack Reacher. Um, the Jack Reacher series in general, but and uh, specifically, No Middle Name, which is a short short story collection. Um, this book, um, Lee Child is Jack Re- Uh, sorry, Lee Child is the the author of Jack Reacher, the Jack Reacher series, and I think Lee Child is one of the most like hardened and honest authors. He paints Jack Reacher as a super hardened Marine corpse guy. I forgot, anyways. Or was he Army? Or was he SEAL? No, he wasn't SEAL. Yeah, something along the lines. I remember he was a Marine, yeah. Um, Jack Reacher is just hardcore, just your typical buzz cut um, toothbrush in his pocket, nothing else, that type of guy. And no middle name goes through his whole um his whole life through like when he was growing up, he would he would like cause fights in bars and then try to help young women, damsels in distress, yes, sexist, but also pretty heroic, which I like in his story. I'm not commenting on like the political rightness of Jack Re uh, I mean Lee Child's writing, but his style of writing his knowledge of the criminal underworld and the criminal under uh, army goings earns the spot on number seven of my top 10 favorite books number six is one of the more literature books all the light we cannot see from anthony doyer door door dark okay um I read this book a long time ago, once only, which is really rare for me for a book that I like a lot, but I never got uh, along to reading it, but I think this book changed my life because um, I am always, I turned into this person who loved to go to museums after I read this book, and if you've read this book, I think it plays a big part in this book and this is why it earns a spot on number six and additionally i think even though i think this is one of the most um most famous books um that i've read except maybe like all the mainstream stuff more like critically acclaimed than all of the other stuff that i read Apart from a few other books on my list. Number five is I Am The Messenger by... Fuck, I keep forgetting author names. I don't pay attention to author names. Um, anyways, the person who wrote The Book Thief. Um, the Book Thief is obviously very, very good, but I Am The Messenger is like the overshadowed undershadowed overshadowed anyways um overshadowed young sibling or older sibling that never gets the glory of older parents or uh, their parents or anything i think i am the messenger is better than the book thief my pure opinion but yeah take it or leave it i think it's better period I Am The Messenger is, like, I remember it's... It's a person that... It's kind of like the butterfly effect, where um, people just... This person tries to, like... Um, instead instead of a whole group of people um, doing a bunch of um, kind stuff, it's more like one person trying to change the world. Um, the person is not mysterious he is very like he has his um fears in life but he's he's trying to change the world by helping those who are even of even worse situations than him and i think that's in that central idea is why um it earned the number five spot um, on my list Also, um, one thing worth noting is that um, it's basically the only book that almost brought me to tears ever. So um, it's, yeah, one part was so touching. One part was so emotionally overwhelming that I almost cried, but not, I I didn't cry, but almost. Number four is another John Green book. And I think I'm not, like, I don't really like anything that's mainstream, like John Green. Granted, John Green is very mainstream, but I don't like, no, I like The Fault in Our Stars, but I think his best work is Paper Towns. Paper Towns is, as I said, for for the I Am The Messenger, is like the ultimate foreshad- um the ultimate shadowed sim- sibling. And, um, taking a breath now, I am talking too aggressively. Okay. Paper Towns is a um, book that you read. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory because it's a John Green book and John Green books are all alike, all creative all have having a very prominent central message all for teens all just really relevant, yet very not ungenuine in the sense that oh we have prom oh we have a bunch of girlfriends stuff like that we have frat parties which we never have like never ever Um, but John Green's writing earns his place on number four. I think that's definitely it. On to number three, which I think is the most controversial, controversial book on my list. Twilight. Yes, let that sink in. I like Twilight a lot. Twilight would be the butt of the joke for a lot of, like, people, like, my age. Because um, that's about where the Twilight um, phase, like, kind of died out. Like, nobody was thirsting for Robert Pat- Pattinson. Yeah. So, no one was thirsting for him. And then people started to think that the Twilight sag- sag- saga in jour- The Twilight saga in general was like really cheesy and overdone and not very fake and all that, but I think that it's not. I mean, yes, granted, um, Bella is dumb for liking Edward and she doesn't have any other interests other than reading... um, Reading... Books, which I think is great, but come on, girl, get a life. Edward is creepy to say the least. He is a serial stalker, and he watches her sleep. Yes, but I think um, this book, this book, um, marks the first romance romance novel that I read. Ever So I think I was quite um, imprinted by this book, and I feel like I read it once a year, maybe? Once a year, about that. Um, Twilight is the sort of book that is sort of cheesy, yet very cool at the same time. Come on, man. You got vampires, and you got wolves, werewolves, and other stuff. It's just a really... I don't know how to explain this book, but I think it's so, it's very attractive and yes, it's romantic, yet it's romantic in a cheesy way. And, but it's still romantic and still cool and yet it's still cheesy. And we're going in this cycle of romantic plus cheesy. And then this gave me like the fake version of high school. So as I said before, for Paper Towns, Twilight was one of the books where um, all of the students get an A. All of the students, in Bella, um, Bella and Edward were trying to get into Dartmouth. Every student would would get into IVs without even trying, without even doing homework, and without even like doing fucking extracurricular activities or volunteer projects or all the shit that IB we have in IB we have um and this is really really fake and I think this kind of gave me a fake view of high school but I'm all over it and all people all of the people would drive to school horse shit do we see any person driving to school no JT passed his test and he's still I, I guess he was too, uh, hi JT, um, yeah, I guess he was too overwhelmed by schoolwork to drive up here, so nobody would ever drive in high school, in my opinion, in Taiwan, and I think that gave us a really fake view of high school. Yes, you can hate on Twilight all you want, but you... Deep down, you know that um, there's a certain attraction for Twilight for you, I think. I think everybody loves Twilight secretly, maybe. Number two book is, believe it or not, Harry Potter. It's number two, not number one. Why? I have a better book for number one, obviously. But Harry Potter... Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. Wingardium Leviosa. Um, what can I say more about it? I I obsessed over Harry Potter for so long, and I'm still obsessed, obsessed with it now. I've read all of the books um, cover to cover for, what, seven times? I remember it's seven. I've bought spell books full of like all of the spells used in harry potter i've bought a wand i've bought like the eighth book the cursed child and read it end to end for like three times i've watched the harry potter movies while they're still available on netflix and yet we still can't get enough of harry potter harry potter just greatest of all time, I have no words, except that. Okay, now on to my top favorite book, my favorite book of all time, as of right now, of course. Okay, drum roll. <laughs> the Goldfinch. Yes, it's a really long book. And I love it, I am in love with it, um, The Goldfinch, so, it's a book about the act of growing up, it's about maturity, it's about drugs, it's about sex, it's about marriage, it's about fucking artworks, it's about, um, loss, it's about gambling, all ram into 956 pages of words. Yes, I know the exact amount of pages in the Goldfinch. Look how obsessed I'm with this book. The storyline is great. The characters are fucking great. I love fo- I fucking love Hobie, and I feel like Hobie could be a Mister Greenwood, Mister Greenwood to us. I fucking um love everything about this novel. I fucking hate Kitsy, which, no spoilers, but I hate her. Boris reminds me of someone, like, every character in this book reminds me of someone else. I turn to this book when I uh, am feeling kind of down, and I am maybe tired of any other books, because this book is just like a brush of, uh, I can't speak, a breath of fresh air for me. Because you can't really go wrong with reading your favorite book. And even though it's really long, I could finish in like one week, two weeks, if I tried, kind of. Although I'm still yet to finish my fourth reading of it. But, yeah, Goldfinch, read it, obviously. Um, proud winner of the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, Pulitzer Prize. And, oh my god, just read it and you would know. So, that's about it for my episode. Let's see how many minutes. 25 minutes, okay. That's quite long. And, yeah. Look, if you stick with me all this time, um... Yeah, my thoughts are detached, and I am inconsistent. But yeah, thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Yes.